Hi there, and welcome to The Works. I'm Ben Peltier. And I'm Ben Che. And we have a special treat later in the show tonight, as we'll be devoting the entire second half of the program to E. Celesti Venetti, one of the world's most popular chamber orchestras. They're performing at the City Hall this evening with guitarist Ricardo Tamai. But before that, several members of the orchestra are here with us. We'll also be looking at the first exhibition in Hong Kong of celebrated Turkish contemporary artist Nuri Kazukin. But we're beginning with an artist who is no stranger to those interested in the Hong Kong art scene. He's Simon Birch. Simon is a British-born artist who settled in Hong Kong in 1997. He's well known for his large oil paintings of human figures, but has also created enormous multiple media installations like the 2010 Hope and Glory, which took up 20,000 square feet in artistry, and last year's Daydreaming With in the same venue. He's worked with film, music, performance, installation, photography, and paints. His new exhibition is called Hooligan and is on show at Ben Brown Fine Arts. My parents are not even English, you know. My father's Armenian, my mother is Polish. So I'm not even really a Westerner, you know. And, and I'm in Hong Kong, in China. I feel like I am part of a generation that doesn't really fit into the old 20th century idea of identity. That we are some, a new global culture that is in touch with people around the world instantly, all the time. That's interesting. I think it's important to remember when you see my exhibition that looks so mature and well-presented and expensive, um, where it all comes from is that energy, that hooligan energy, that broke, dirty, punk rock environment that I grew up in. That's where it all comes from. And even, even though I'm more successful now, I still have that inside of me. In the 80s, you know, really, football hooligan was like a culture, you know? A violent culture that really did move all around the country. And they were, you know, the supporters of these uh, football teams, you know, well organized, very violent. I was in that town, I was in, you know, I've been in, a, you know, in those kind of situations. So the point is, when I was young, I, I wasn't a hooligan at all but I really wanted to get away from that environment. And art, painting was one thing that uh, became a, a positive pursuit for me. You know, I've been here for 15 years and I've been working as an artist like professionally for 10 years, even though I've been working as an artist my whole life. It's only in the last 10 years I've been able to pay rent. Honestly, this, it's like a really big deal for me to, to have my paintings in Ben Brown Fine Art Gallery because um, as an artist in Hong Kong, you know, it's difficult to get kind of representation by a gallery um, and difficult to get the support. And most of those international galleries are, are here bringing work from overseas to Hong Kong. But not many of them, not any of them that I know of, are actually looking for local talent or, or, or showing local, local art. 
I, I suppose in some ways all the work is a kind of a self-portrait. It's all me, right? It all comes from me. So I'm in every piece of this show. And so it's quite intimate and quite personal. The reason for being nude females is probably because it's the opposite of me. For me, female forms feel right. They feel more appropriate to, to what I'm trying to get out of me. I think it's probably more for me about this vulnerability, this, this, this defense and this protection, these movements of the kind of hands in front of the subject is trying to protect themselves from something. And what I think, well, I guess they're trying to protect themselves from the future. What I'm perhaps trying to do as a painter is capture these fragile, vulnerable, explosive, implosive moments that, that were that happened momentarily and I'm trying to capture them forever. So I'm trying to hang on to that breath forever, permanently. I've always been working in oil paint um, and I've always been painting people. I have not got bored of the subject matter and the medium. I still enjoy it and I still think I have a lot more to say in oil on canvas and with figurative work. Uh, so what I do is I tend to get models into the studio and I photograph them and I ask them to do specific actions and movement from thousands and thousands of photographs. Some of those photos um, either individually or merged together. Um, I do drawings and uh, then the drawings eventually get transferred to large canvases and then the canvases are painted very lightly and they're dry and they're painted again and they're dry and then they're, then they're painted finally. I don't really have a favorite painting, but I certainly have favorite parts of paintings. But a little piece of it is, is, is often the most exciting thing for me. When I see that I've succeeded, I take that, that experience to the next painting and try and expand on it. When I'm painting it, hopefully the thing looks balanced somehow. And it should also look spontaneous and energetic, like it just exploded on the canvas. But actually, it's quite a slow process. And these things, these, these elements in here, these big, big brush strokes that look so violent or so energetic or, or fast, often take days of, of removing and reapplying and removing and adding and taking away or deleting. So it looks quite instant, but it's actually not. It's actually quite a slow and considered process. And that, that balance that I'm trying to find is a very intuitive thing. It's definitely not mapped out. I suppose how these things work, there's a definite conceptual and intellectual thought behind the composition and the planning, and then everything else that happens after that point, the color, the texture, the, the thickness, the brushes, that is explosive, that process. Even though it may take many days, I try and keep that feeling of spontaneity and energy all the way through to when the painting's finished. Until the 18th of May, the Edward Maling Gallery is presenting the first Hong Kong exhibition by Turkish contemporary artist Nuri Kazukin. The show features a series of 12 works that aim to explore the complex geometries of dense urban landscapes. The images don't show people, but Kazukin says he wants to examine how the city both symbolizes and affects modern human life. In the exhibition, he also hopes to draw connections between his own hometown, Istanbul, and Hong Kong. Bilgi, yani kitaplardan, filmlerden e, çok fazla bir e, görsel e, duygu yoktu kafamda. E, ama gezme e, İstanbul'a benzerliği konusunda epeyce bir e, bilgi verdi. 
Şehir deneyimlediğim bir şey aslında, mimari de öyle ee, ama aslında bunu bir imge olarak boyamıyorum, boyamak istemiyorum. Bu sadece e, bende bir resme başlamak için bir e, e, bir tema noktası. E, dolayısıyla oradaki aslında formlar ve biçimler beni ilgilendiriyor. Çünkü tanıklık ettiğim ve deneyimlediğim tüm formlar e, şehre ait formlar. Dolayısıyla o benim çok üzerinde e, başka... E, ...dönüşümler ya da biçimler yaratabilmeyi olanak sağlıyor. Ee, tamamen e, bir, e, bir diagram ya da bir nota ya da bir kaligrafi gibi... E, ...aslında çeşitlenebilir olması, mimarinin benim resimde yer almasını sağlıyor. Yani şehir aslında e, bir resme giriş kapısı gibi benim için. Renkten çok ışık ve e, açık koyu e, etkisi üzerine konuşabiliriz. Çünkü gündüz ve gece ikilemi var aslında resimlerde. Bu e, ikilem bir tanesinde malzemenin e, kendini göstermesi ve doku ve tekstür olarak ki bu siyah beyaz tonlarla ilgili bir şey. Diğeri ise geceyle ilgili ve burada da ışık ön planda. Işığı da e, o, o kontrastlıklarla ve renklerle uyguluyorum aslında. Burada dokunulabilir olan da uzaktan izlenen arasındaki duyguyu yaratacak bir deneyimden bahsediyoruz. E, ışık tamamen uzaktaki bir espası yaratmakla ilgili. E, açık koyu ise yani siyah beyaz tonlama ise dokunulabilir ve yakın temasla ilgili. We'll be back after the break. See you then. Welcome back. The Italian Chamber Orchestra, E. Celesti Venetti, was founded in 1959 by Claudio Shimoni. In the more than 50 years since, it has focused on spreading Venetian music to the rest of the world. The orchestra has played more than 5,000 concerts in more than 80 countries and recorded more than 350 albums. They last came to Hong Kong in 2009. Their concerts sold out quickly. This week, they were here in Hong Kong again, and they're with us in the studio.
The show tonight also features acclaimed guitarist Ricardo Tamai, who organized Isolisti Veneti's trip to Hong Kong this time, and he's here with them to talk to me. Welcome to the works. Thank you. Thank you. So I'll begin by uh, asking you, Ricardo. Uh, your group, Ars Nova, was instrumental in bringing yeah. Isolisti Veneti this time. Well, what is your group? What's the purpose of Ars Nova? So uh, we are a, a group of young guys from Italy. Uh, right now we are spread uh, out all around the world because only one in Italy and the other five is one in France, one in Africa, two in Asia. And so the, the aim is to bring Italy uh, and the quality of Italy in, inside the classic. We can say use classic, not only classical that is for music, but we want to start from classical music to bring the culture all around the world in a nice way, looking to the cultural... Uh, uh, cultural exchange between different places uh, as uh, different and also closed, like Asia and Europe. Now, as your major project in Hong Kong right now has to, been to bring this fine chamber orchestra here to us, uh, what program have you decided to put together for this? So, tonight, uh, I can say tonight, we can... Uh, uh, we are going to play Tommaso Albinoni, uh, orchestra and oboe. Then we are going to play Joaquin Rodrigo, Fantasia con Gentilhombre, and we close with the wonderful piece of uh, from by Antonio Vivaldi, The Four Seasons. Obviously, the Italian masters are an important part of your repertoire. What is it that Isolis Divinity brings to this music that is so special about the ensemble and the orchestra? But, uh, very particular of this group is the sound, but we can say the sound of Maestro Claudio Simone because his, his, uh, the sound he has in his mind is very, very particular, it's very fresh. We have a group, we are not playing with um, Baroque instruments, so our colors are very, can be from the real pianissimo that you cannot hear to the very very much strong, very much strong sound of, that is made because we have many good people playing, uh, all solists about.
What can you tell me about the music of Vivaldi? And in particular, why is it, after so many years, hundreds of years, we can still relate to this music so well? But we can say Vivaldi is like, is modern. It's like a music will never die. No, I mean, uh, there is some music this whole. The Vivaldi is, is like, uh, it's like contemporary music. It's, it's modern for us. This time you have brought in our studio four members of the orchestra, but for the concert tonight at City Hall, how many people will, will there be? It will be about 19 person, 19 person, and uh, we are going um, to, to play the program, as Ricardo said, and we have some uh, instrument, even uh, fiat, instrumenti a fiato, that are going to play the, the fantasy of Rodrigo. Shall we hear just a bit of guitar music then to round out the program? Um, what would you like to play for us? Uh, I will play uh, Recuerdos de la Alhambra by Francisco Tarrega. Thank you. Spanish composer. 